Hey everyone, you may not know this, but we've been nominated for a 2019 Columbus Podcast Awards in the Places and Travel category. Yeah. If you are a listener and you're in Columbus, which I know a lot of you are, especially considering this week's episode features Mary and Colin, who are Columbus locals as well, it'd be awesome if you joined us August 25th uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Gateway Film Center. The awards show will highlight and celebrate some of your favorite podcasts in Columbus, Ohio, like ours. So come out and celebrate with us. It'll be a family-friendly, free event. So feel free to register for your tickets at columbuspodcastawards.com. And we hope to see you there. Let us know. You can meet up with us. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Also wanted to let you know that... We are reviewing The Lion King this week, but we're trying out a new format. We'll talk about it at the beginning of the episode, but I wanted to say at the start here, this one will have spoilers. We jump right into it and, you know, don't hold back anything. If you have not seen the movie, I would suggest just listening once you've seen the movie. Lastly, we have a new intro, which I'm very excited to share with you right now. So let us know what you think about the the new introduction music as well. And check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, to see, uh, it's got like a little, little intro that Keenan put together. A little montage. So and we're working on some YouTube content, so that should be coming soon. Anyway, hope you enjoy the show. I'm Keenan. I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of a World Podcast, we are joined by our good friends, Mare and Colin. Hi. Hello. You might remember them from our Dumbo review. We brought them back to review The Lion King with us, which we are just fresh out of the theater, just saw it, so we have yeah. lots of thoughts for we you. We needed Colin's hot takes, <laughs> is, really, is really why we're why We're coming in here blazing. Today. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned in the buffer before the show started, we normally would give a spoiler-free review, followed by a gloves-off, as we like to say, spoiler-filled review. We kind of found that we ended up being, I guess, long-winded and not really repeating ourselves, but really being surfacy during the spoiler-free part and not feeling like we could say everything we wanted to say, and it just made for really long episodes. And we figure if you're here listening to a movie review, you are ready for spoilers. Yeah. I mean, podcast versions. Yeah. So, we read movie reviews with no spoilers. Right. We'll read like the Rotten Tomatoes snippets, which was what we were shooting for with the spoiler free section, but it'd be like 15, 20 minutes of spoiler free stuff. We feel like we don't really need that. So we're going to cut that out, which means if you are listening and you do not want anything about this film spoiled for you, <laughs> don't see the original. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hit the pause button, come back and listen. You're 25 years too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little late for you. Yeah. Which All right. That might be a good segue into the first talking point. Right. I think so. Which so yeah, we're just going to, we are, we're breaking it up into story, the topics of story, animation, casting and performances, and then music. So our first, yeah, topic of conversation is the story, which uh, is the same. It was almost a shot-for-shot shot remake. It was pretty close to a shot-for-shot shot remake. I don't know if this goes with the story part. I think it does, but um, 
I felt like it was mostly a shot-for-shot remake, but I felt like they kind of padded it with some scenes that weren't super necessary or they extended some kind of unnecessary scenes and then they sort of rushed through some important scenes. Any uh, examples? Yes. The scene with Rafiki when he comes to find Simba and yeah. he does the whole that thing That was about... a very long hair time. Yeah. Hair yeah, blowing in the wind. Oh, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> well, it's like, there's I the fur. The yeah. It was a long time, though. But it was cool how, like, the ants got it and it, like, it was Simba yeah. traversing back. That I'm okay with. But you're talking about how they shortened... They shortened the scene when he's saying, like... Uh. You don't even know who you are. Like, that whole scene was very... It's one of the best scenes in the original movie. It's one of my favorite scenes, and I I felt like they really rushed. so little screen time in general. He's not a huge character, though, if you think about it. My memory as a kid, he's an enormous character, but in this, I was like, oh, yeah, he's got to say something at some point. I feel like you see this with all the characters except Timon and Pumbaa where I feel like they were afraid to let their comical side shine. Like, to, afraid mm-hmm. to let them be cartoony because it was this hyper-realistic film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, And I think it lost a lot of magic with that. Yeah. You know, the story is the same. I um, There's a YouTuber, Sean Roselle or Rosell, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, Negro Orlando, as he's known, and he tweeted yesterday, if you didn't, if you don't like the new Lion King, you just don't like the original like you don't like lion king mm-hmm. and i totally disagree because I, disagree. I think that you that the way they changed it you can say i'm not really a fan of this interpretation of it even though yeah. it is literally the same movie with hyper realism yeah. well that's just a yeah. crazy take in general too he's that's what he's known for that's why i love him he, he's all about crazy takes okay i mean i'll if that's his thing i get it i get it but like <laughs> The story is the same, but it's still a very different movie. Yeah. yeah. And as you'll find out later, I rate them differently. <laughs> well, you mean Masterpiece and then... Yeah, not. like 9 out of 10 classic every child should see, and then like a, a high 6, like 6.5, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I did, going back to Rafiki, you know, I think we're all wondering when he climbed Pride Rock in the first scene, where was his stick? I mean, was I yeah, the only no, one? I was wondering too. And then when then, he pulled which it made out, it more like, conf- my old friend. Yeah, yeah that was just, confusing. It was weird. I'm like, why didn't he use it before? And yeah. so clearly they knew it was something that was missing, but then they like they made it a thing. Yeah. It was kind of funny. It so seems it like weird. they cut it. There was an earlier scene where he had the stick and that got cut from the final cut. So they had to throw in some dialogue when he pulls out the stick where he's like, ah, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Because we're like, I haven't seen you in ever, actually. And just in case that was unclear, his famous stick from the original is we don't see it until about 10 minutes before the end of the movie. And yeah. he just kind of pulls where it out of a tree. planning to beat up hyenas. Yes. And Bye. he says, ah, oh, my old friend. It's so... And you're like, oh, is it though? Because he I... doesn't do the cool Bruce Lee thing. That was yeah. my favorite I thing. I know! <laughs> I thought that yeah. was the funniest and coolest part of the entire movie when I was like four so years good. old. Oh, then he puts the fist up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was great. Rafiki is... Oh, that's what this film, I think, really took away. I think they were going for like too real almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a hard balance, I think. And there were some parts where I'm like, I think it was Rafiki. He was like screaming at the end at the hyenas. And mm-hmm. I, they used a human voice instead of a like a bad screaming bad like baboon ah, voice. Ah, yeah. yeah. So I kind of wanted to hear like some animal there. Not a guy going, ah, yeah. ah. So <laughs> yeah, like, it's like a weird, is... yeah, it's kind of a hard balance because these are animals and we want to see the wild animal part of the things, but it's also, 
Yeah. Yeah. But humans, so what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know their animals, not humans, but there was some weird Uncanny Valley esque stuff happening, you know? There, which kind of brings us to the animation, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if we're ready to get into that or not. But I mean, I think that's probably fine. The for anybody truly wondering, this is literally the same story wise as the original, down to like I would say maybe sixty percent of the script is verbatim. Like, there's yeah. a lot of specific lines yes. that are from the original. The really the ones that feel rewritten were like Timon and Pumbaa. They yeah. have, most everything they said was pretty new. It was sort of updated. They, yeah. they rehashed some of the jokes, but yeah, they, yeah, it, it was it was almost like they kind of were ad libbing their mm-hmm. own little lines in there. And it was I wouldn't great. be surprised, yeah. But um, like every conversation between Simba and Nala, I think was almost exactly mm-hmm. the same conversation as it yeah. Nala did get her own scene, which was kind of cool. That's true. Yeah. Yes, that, that was, was nice. That was and there was some indication that Sarabi chose Mufasa over Scar. Did you guys get that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he said, "Years ago, you chose Mufasa over me." So I don't. I there's no indication of that in the original Disney movie. Yeah. That there was any kind there's of like love more, triangle. Well, both Sarabi and Nala like, are more characters in this. Yeah. yeah. And I figured it was more of a lion uh, fight than you know, like Mufasa won the fight or whatever, and then you yeah. Know. Um, but it was, yeah, there was more, like, I guess, minor character development. And yeah. they threw a lot more in with the hyenas. It's like right away. Yes. It's not just the three and then a million during Be Prepared. Yeah, it's like Shenzi <laughs> is actually Yeah, sort of like I kind of like that. I did too. I really like yeah. that, actually. I liked, so Shenzi's sort of like... Whoopi Goldberg in the original. Right. But <laughs> Shenzi in this movie is sort of, it seems like she's Scar's kind of like right hand... Hyena. Yeah. I guess. Like she's sort of like the leader of the hyenas and mm-hmm. he's the leader of her sort of thing. Yeah. And I kind of like that that gave her a little bit more of a character. She was a little more sinister mm-hmm. in this yeah. than she is in the cartoon. And she got a showdown. With Nala. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. Well, and the hyenas were more uh, like, uh, I don't know, they weren't just henchmen in this, which was cool. So I feel like right. in the original, it's just like, oh, these three hyenas are Scar's henchmen and the rest, I guess. But in this, it was like the hyenas exist and Scar shows up and they're like, what are you doing? Get out of here. And he's like, I've got a plan to kill the king. Yes. Like, I like that they were a separate faction. Yeah. And it was a subtle twist compared to the original, but I think that really worked. Yeah. And it was pretty believable. It made the animal kingdom feel more like... uh... This is actually the one thing I would say I liked better in this one is the animal kingdom felt more like a society in this. Yeah. I don't know. In the first one, it's sort of just like, oh, Mufasa's the king. Yeah. Uh, Scar, bad uncle. Mm -hmm. But in this, like, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I just feel like part of it, too, is other animals having speaking roles in the the oasis with Timon and Pumbaa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were more side characters, which ultimately helped the feeling of it being a world, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, everything didn't feel as isolated as you've got your lions, Mm -hmm. you've got your you know, watering hole crew, and then you've got the oasis with Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Like, they did, like, embellish on the fact, like, how respected and powerful Mufasa is. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, that he is, like, a a just and good ruler and, like, you know, real king qualities. Um, you know, I love Mufasa in the first one. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. He is the best. But... um and just in general, I mean, I love Mufasa, but I just like that the, he had more of a backstory that he's like a good and just ruler and whatnot. 
yeah. um, and, yeah. and empowerful. A, and a protector, not yeah. so much like this is my kingdom. Yeah, and like I'm entrusted to this. Kingdom. I like when he came in with the in the hyena scene again. Um, like he told him who was boss. It wasn't just like a. I mean, you lose some of the comedy and stuff. Maybe that like endearingness, but it's like, oh yeah, Ufasa is the the man, yeah. and no one's gonna mess the lion. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would agree with that though. I felt like the they did um, some of the extra stuff they did add did make him a more like, oh, he's the king. Whereas in the first movie, as a kid, I mean, I didn't. I understood that lions are the king of the jungle. But I never really got, at least as a child, that he was like the ruler over every animal in the savannah, I guess. And that was clear in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But really, there's not, the story did not have anything really right. added to it. Some Just, stuff was taken away. You get a couple extra scenes, but I don't know. I mean, you can go back and listen to our Aladdin review <clears throat> where it was the same story, but I feel like they did a lot different with it, mm-hmm. whereas this was more like Beauty and the Beast, whereas not shopper shop, but pretty darn pretty close. close. And then you get an extra scene here or there that just develop characters a little bit further. Yeah. And I love that these remakes are trying to develop characters further. Mm-hmm. Everything feels a lot less like stereotyped as it did back in back in the day. But I don't know at what cost. <laughs> not but the cost what? of the animation. <laughs> Which brings us to, unless anyone had any more points on story. That's all I could think of on story. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know anything about animation, but I was, I mean, I turned to mirror like, I can't believe this is CGI. Yeah. This is crazy. So I don't know if they actually used any, like, you know, real. I don't know. I think think almost every animal was CGI. I think there were some shots, though, I noticed especially when, Mufasa is taking Simba through the grass and he's talking to him about like the circle of life. They had a shot of just antelopes and I could tell oh, that that was straight up taken yeah. from the actual savanna. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw a National Geographic YouTube ad the other day that I thought was Lion King when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, you know, to bring some continuity to the part of our world cinematic shared podcast universe that the the CGI animals looked a lot better than the elephants at the end of Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. They did look really good. I actually thought that the movie looked yeah. great. I, for the most part. I, yeah. I know what you're thinking. Well, husband. no, I, I had another oh, okay. more pedantic thing. Okay. Uh, about Dumbo? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, how long you got if we're talking about gum- Dumbo? But no, uh, I do think the animation was very good. My thing is that I thought the movie, as far as the color grading, was a little bland. Really? I felt like it. I felt like there was a lot of brown. Well, it's nature. <laughs> yeah, it's but nature. I mean, nature looks more exciting than... I don't know. And that, like I said, that's really pedantic. I just felt yeah. like visually there was a lot of just brown scenes. I didn't notice the color grading as much... Like it didn't really bother me. Yeah. I thought it was pretty visually stunning. Yeah. Um, but I would prefer Toy Story 4's animation over this. Even though it was like incredible and hyper-realistic, it was just a much more vibrant film. And I think they did cooler stuff with animation in yeah. that movie. But like they've clearly mastered the hyper-realism. Like water looks like water now. And I'm sure, Colin, you remember playing video games in this game. You know, 10 yeah. years ago. And water just looked like complete 
garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And now it looks like actual water. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I think every animator on the movie did a terrific job. Uh, I went into it expecting to have a take where I was like, the technology is just not there yet. Um, but it is there. Like the Cats trailer? Or the technology. Yeah, <laughs> the Cats trailer <laughs> showed the technology me the is not there. not there yet. But <laughs> Lion King, every animal looks great. Um, I do have a bigger thing about animation. Yeah, and I agree with this. But I, I don't have to dump, jump into it right now. Or well, let's I could. do it, because we might be on the same page here. I think we are. I think one of the biggest... I don't think the photorealistic animation was a great idea. Um... And I didn't know this would be my reasoning, but watching through it, if you have a 2D animation or like a Pixar style animation, you can make the faces of characters emote very strongly and it makes it easier to connect. Yeah. One of the biggest problems with this movie is anytime there's an extreme close-up on a character talking, they look too much just like an animal moving their mouth. Like they look like they're saying the words, but their eyes don't express anything. Yeah. Their face doesn't contort. So a lot of really emotional scenes in the movie are less emotional. Yeah. Like when Mufasa falls and there's that, like the Zolly shot. I mean, I know they weren't using real cameras in the original because it's drawn. Yeah. But the, like the zoom out of Simba's face when Mufasa falls yeah. is really like heartbreaking. But in this, it just looked like a cat meowing. Yeah. If you strip the audio, you wouldn't be like, his dad died. You'd be yeah. like, that cat is surprised. Right. Yeah. Which is realistic and that's cool looking. But I think for fans of the original and for just for someone who wants to have a, a movie experience where things are like, where, you're, where your emotions are being tapped into, it's hard to do that with this because and like when Mufasa falls off the cliff and he's screaming. He's like, ah, like that was my James Earl Jones impression. Thank you. Um, thank you, thank you. And uh, he, it just, and this just looks like a lion roaring. Yeah. And so it's not, and like the scenes between Simba and Nala, when she's really urgently saying like, you have to come back, we need you. You know, the voice was there and we'll get into the voice acting later. You could hear it in the voice, but you couldn't see it in the face. And I think that that just comes with trying to keep it realistic. Yeah. yeah they're, like when Mufasa died and, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> he, Mufasa dies? Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's a part we're all worried about. Like, well, we're going to go see Mufasa die yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It, yeah. Like you said, it didn't like pull at your heart as much because you don't have the emotion of the animals and it's like mm -hmm. so Simba you know it's like I was kind of waiting for him to cry but I'm like well I guess lions it would don't look weird. cry yeah I thought so, that too yeah, yeah. I had I that felt, same thought well even like the zoom in on his face that they do in the animated version it's just there's no emotional weight to it and so it was really hard to connect with yeah and a really pedantic side note they reuse that shot but the editor slows it down in post so it's like low frame rate slow-mo later on like near the end of the movie when scar says i killed mufasa yeah. we see mufasa fall again but then we see a slowed down in post like 10 frames per second shot of a simba, simba going, no! with the zoom out and it's it it's cheesy. bizarre for it to be yeah. in like yeah. a 150 million dollar budget yeah. movie yeah. yeah it felt like darth vader when he was resurrected no! <laughs> sorry spoilers for revenge of the sith <laughs> Like, it wasn't that level of cheese, but it was like, and it really took you out of the moment. It does. It does take you out of the moment. I, I guess agree. I didn't notice. <laughs> but the, I feel like this is the last time we recorded with them. You're just like, I didn't catch that. I thought it was fine. We were really nitpicky, so yeah. I yes. think that's part of it, too. The, and that's, that's the funny thing about my reviews, is I'll be like, 
92, and then proceed to just slam it for an hour straight. <laughs> but I <Yes>. liked it. <laughs> I liked it, but they could have done all of this stuff better. But no, the animation... I, I kind of... Sorry, not to cut you off. I just wanted to say, like, so there off. is... Uh, I okay. know, you're cutting me off right now. Um, woo. Ooh. <laughs> but, you know, we talked about <laughs> shot for shot, and, you know, a lot of people like that, a lot of people don't. I, there are some things that I do like to see. Maybe not necessarily the dialogue scenes, but it's like to see Pride Rock come to life and yes, to see I agree with that. like I the agree. whole opening scene, like you know the ants going on the log and like the zebras running. No, under that I like. It's that. like that's it's so cool to see that come to life. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and to see like Timon and Pumbaa's lair, you're like, oh, you get to see that. Yeah, in real life yes. is really cool. Yeah. So there's some of those that I do appreciate. Yeah. And I still cried when Mufasa died, just not as much. And it wasn't when he fell off the rock like usual. It was just when Simba pawed his head with Aww. his little paw. That was yeah. very. Sad. I did. I did. I kind of liked the the more realistic animal yeah. interactions. That yeah. was that was right. the sad part of Mufasa dying. But I feel like in the cartoon, it's like from the minute he falls off and you see Simba's face, it's just like ah. Yeah, and then the tears streaming down yeah. Simba's face. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of like work that had to go into mimicking realistic animal animal behavior in the animations is like. Somebody should be given a prize for that. Like some sort of scientific research grant because right. that was insane. Yeah. It was, however, strange to hear two adult people say flirting lines at each other and just watch lions like nuzzling each other and pushing <laughs> each other. That felt a little weird when yeah. Nala and Simba were flirting and it was like, oh, you've been gone so long, but it just looks like two cats playing and you're like, this is... I always thought that was weird in the cartoon. Right. Being honest. That's true. <laughs> it's weird because the animation really worked in some spots, like for instance, I feel like Scar swiping at Mufasa mm-hmm. to send mm-hmm. him down. Yeah. I was like, I felt that. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, and then there's other, I will say like, you know, this is not getting into the songs, but I just can't wait to be king. What they did with the animals to make them animated and do like that song, you know, Broadway song style like they did mm-hmm. in the yeah. original that they couldn't pull off. They did very natural animal behaviors. I, and I thought that was fun and unique. Them. And yeah. brought something to the film, but then when you're talking about the most important emotional scenes, you know Simba finding his true self, Nala and Simba reuniting, yeah. um, you know, the, yes, Mufasa <laughs> died. It's like they just they lost so much yeah. emotional punch. I One agree. thing I will say that was like genius though, and I was like, it might have been one of my favorite parts of the movie is. I was worried about how they were going to do Mufasa's like ghost talking to him mm. and doing awesome. it in the clouds with the lightning to it accentuate his features. That yeah. was it was perfect. really well subtle, yeah. really yeah. cool looking, really well done. Yeah, very cool. That was a very emotional scene, even though what the same criticism applies from earlier. But if that... it went back to Simba's face, it was like stop this. He'd well, be but... like, I have to be king, and it just looks like a cat <laughs> wanting food. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I agree. I that was a detail I really liked too. Yeah, and I, let, I made go, a note in my phone to go back. So I oh, thought wow. it looked so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and the swipe though, <laughs> like go when back to the swipe, the swipe. I just needed to talk about it because I forgot about it, and then you brought it up. But when Scar, it's not just the throw of the throwing him off, which is in the animated. Like you're like, oh my god, but the swipe, like you said, like you felt it. It was just kind of like, oh, I was like, oh my god, this is worse. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like not only am I, I don't know, am I gonna throw you off this cliff, but I'm gonna smash you in the face. Maybe, maybe as retribution for the scar that scar has on his eye. Could be, you know yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like that it was implied that he got that from fighting Mufasa. Yeah, 
I feel like in the animated, you never know why he's called Scar or has a scar. Also, I think he looked great. Yes. I think they, they really captured did, the character. Well, no, I know, but I just mean because in the 90s one, he looks different because he's a different color and has, di like, he looks yeah, like a yeah. completely different he's creature. He's skinny, but yeah, yeah he's a different color. But in this, like, he looked like a very good reimagining of what Scar would look like as an actual lion. Yeah. Like, yeah. his mane was, like, recessed, and he just had a really subtle Scar. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, and he was thin. His hair mangy. was really thin. He was very he gaunt. Was very mangy. Which, when they, when they first showed us Scar, the internet went nuts with how they hated the way that he looked. And it's like, well, they're not going to do this red and yellow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with, bla know. with a black mane. Right. Like, that's too much. I think part of it is you have to see it in motion. Because he yes. moved differently. Yeah. He, like, he was always prowling. He sort of always had his head low and mm -hmm. his shoulders high. And he gave off this presence that made him feel really villainous. And I thought that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was sinister. I, 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 I missed the flamboyant scar of Jeremy oh. Irons. Yeah. But, yeah. More know, flippant but, and like, life not fair. Is it? You know. yeah. Surrounded by idiots. Right. <laughs> but, yes the way that they decided to portray him I'm fine with. And and mm -hmm. that's the thing about these remakes is I, I do not appreciate the Shot for Shot remake as much because people are like, you shouldn't do these at all. And I'm kind of like, it's been 25 years. Who cares yeah. if they want to redo it? You know, how many versions of Christmas Carol do we have now? Seriously. I'm not going to not, I'm not going to not see the next one or, you know, I love Romeo and Juliet. If they make another Romeo and Juliet, I'm going to see it. Right. I might not like it, but I'm not going to complain that they're trying it again. Yeah. And so I like seeing. How many seeing... Hamlets are there? There's right. like tons. So I'm okay well, there's with them. two Lion Kings and then a bunch of other Hamlets too. Oh, <laughs> good Lion, point. Lion, Lion Kings and Hamlet, right? Zingers. Good point. I didn't want to goof up. Hamlet with animals. Is it? No, yeah, you're it right. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I wasn't it's, sure. Yeah. It's very, very close. loosely. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so I'm okay with like having an artistic vision to try to do something unique with these IPs that Disney have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I did not necessarily want a shot for shot remake, but I think you people have these expectations and I think there's people that are like I just want them to do it like the original. Like that's what I would expect and they want the shot for shot remake. And so when they go away from that, people complain, "Oh, they changed this, they changed that. I didn't like it." And then there's the other end of the spectrum where it's like it's so far removed from the original that it doesn't feel like it's actually a remake. Yeah. And I just they they haven't found a sweet spot yet of we're gonna redo this, but we're gonna do it a little bit differently, put our own spin on it, and have yeah. it like really work. I don't think any of these remakes have that none of them have blown me away. For yeah. anyone who wants a shot for shot remake, I have some some really good advice for you. Just go watch the original movie. The Lion <laughs> King's still great. Just watch it. If yeah, you, yeah, I just, mean, this one is is decent. Sorry, that was a bad example because that's the one we're talking about. <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beast. Just watch the original Beauty and the Beast. It's so good. Yeah, it's still yeah. good. It's like twenty seven years old. There it's are a people great that movie. love the Emma Watson one, but let's not go there because there. why did they cast Emma Watson? No. Speaking of casting, <laughs> that was a good segue. <laughs> what did we think about the casting in this one? I thought the casting was good, and I just want to be the first to say because I know we'll all want to talk about this. Come I on, think, Pumbaa. Yeah, <laughs> you got beat. Dang it. Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa were by far, I think, the best per vocal performances of the whole, not singing-wise, but best voice They did fine singing-wise. No, they but, did. Right, but they didn't have the best. Their chemistry The best really singing performance too. was Beyonce. Let's not yeah, well, be yeah. silly. <laughs> Let's not be silly. Which is ironic because she was also maybe the worst acting Stop it. You're wrong. You're wrong, You're wrong about this. Anyway. 
Anyway, the worst was young Simba, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I was glad when Simba grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but J.D. No, McCrary, you suck. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, he, Timon he and Pumbaa were almost. Both him and Nala could really sing, but his voice acting was whatever. I'm I think, I, yeah, it just made me, it made me miss Jonathan Taylor Thomas, if I'm being real honest. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was very good he in the original. He was very good in the original. But uh, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen, I think they give the original Timon and Pumbaa a run for their I money. Agree. They mm. were so funny. They were so endearing. Their chemistry was great. Their timing was great. I know. They were yeah. very good. I would say endearing is a definitely a good word yes. mm-hmm. for those two. I'd say they go toe to toe. I don't know about funny. better, but toe yeah. To toe. yeah. Oh, what about what about um this is not a voice part, but baby Pumbaa. Oh my the god. <gasps> I yeah. squeezed Colin's arm when that happened and I was like, look at it. <laughs> so cute. It's like that, that butterfly just yeah. <laughs> Yes. Farting in the pond. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I was are... a little bummed that, oh, this is music, but you know there's... I he... think these two subjects are going to... Mm, little blending. Yeah. But <laughs> in the original, Timon had his own part, like his own little story. When he was a young warlord. Yeah. But it was like, when I was a younger cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. They did, I, but it didn't make it, it didn't into the film. It. I, I was, was hoping, hoping that yeah, it same. would get oh. put into this one, but it didn't. It still doesn't take away from Timon and Pumbaa. They were they were great. Now we didn't get bowling pin sounds getting knocked down when they bulldoze the the hyenas. Bowling for buzzards. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah the, the buzzards. buzzards. Yeah. Well, and I like to your point too, Keenan. There was I'm going to show my true colors here, and the Broadway musical has a lot of songs that are really good that are not in the original, and I was kind of hoping they would. Yeah. Squeeze some of the cuz like is it yeah. canon? I don't know. But like squeeze some of those songs. At least in take there. one. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the performances. Yes, yeah, so those were the two standouts for sure. So like, funny. They were so they made me laugh multiple times and I'm 32 years right. old. Right. I just feel like we needed more of that. Yeah. Like the other characters needed their own kind of going off each other their own well yeah, yeah their not own just, spin on these characters not just re- reciting the yeah. original lines yes. like, like Zazu wasn't bad but oh I liked Zazu I actually, actually liked John Oliver yeah. as Zazu I thought he did a great job I did he was, was no Mr. Bean character. you know hmm. <laughs> was Rowan Atkinson the original Zazu yeah. I didn't know oh that. he was I didn't yeah. know that yeah um, I will say Zazu is another one that I really my, liked my issue with him and this wasn't his performance this was that Timon and Pumbaa's jokes were very timeless. Zazu made some like really corny, like here's some 2019 style jokes at the top of the movie. And I was like, all right, guys. Like about tweeting. Yeah. yeah. But oh, then we got to Timon that. and Pumbaa and I was like, all right, this will always be funny. This yeah. is, yeah. but Zazu had some topical humor at the, like his first scene. And I yeah. was like, stop this. Huh. But he's also sort of like the anchor man of the Pride yeah. Land. So I think that was kind of, on purpose to make him sort of like current. That's true. Like but if you watch but the 90s I one, like, don't think it's, that it's not like it doesn't date itself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the jokes were funny. I just think they're current. Um, yeah. I thought Donald Glover was good. Yeah. He was. I love Donald Glover a lot and I like his music. Oh no, I can't talk about music yet. They're blending. Are we blending? I don't know. <laughs> Rachel's like putting <laughs> squash in the kibosh there. Okay. Maybe, yeah, I'll talk about it in a minute. But but I I thought I liked his voice acting though. I thought it was really good. I'll talk about it in a minute. 
Who who voiced Scar? Chiwetel Ejiofor. I don't know who he is, but he was great. From 12, 12 Years, Years a Slave. Slave. Oh, okay. I never yeah, saw it. Yeah, he was great. He was I thought the best he did a great vocal yeah. performance. I thought one of the other standouts was, um, I have to remember how to say her last name. I'm sorry, I'm a dumb American. Um, oh, yeah, Florence Kasumba as Shenzi, I thought was a standout, yeah. too. She was really good. From Black Panther. She's in Black Panther. Yeah. Who were the two hyenas? One Eric of them was Keegan-Michael Key, Eric right? Andre and Keegan-Michael Key. Okay. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I, I was like, Andre this is Key and Peele, right? as but. Ed was not... Oh, yeah, I didn't even you know catch what? that it Eric was Andre Ed, was honestly. fine. The way they made Ed not a crazy spaz. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, I why? They could have done one they of them. They had some of the fun, like, the, the leaning on bit, him thing. Maybe a little bit of rabies or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's wrong with that. Why didn't they give any of the hyenas rabies? Yeah. No, I agree with you. But Keegan Michael Key, Keegan Michael Key, yeah. was like, wait, in he was also in Toy Story four and was like the funniest part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And in this, they just I don't know, they just weren't as funny as I wanted them to be. Yeah. But I do appreciate that they tried some new jokes with those guys instead of just having them yeah. do the same stuff. I was thinking about something that Colin said. Well, that you guys were, that Colin and Keenan were talking about when we left the theater about James Earl Jones as Mufasa. Colin was saying it sounded like he didn't really want to be there. Keenan was saying that, you know, he's just getting up there in years. He doesn't still have it. And I think that also in this movie, everybody had to be, I think people, I think the voice acting was really restrained for all, like what you were saying, for all Read your the lines. characters, except for... Timon and Pumbaa, but even that, I mean, it, like, Pumbaa wasn't like, they call me Mr. Pig, or anything right. like that. He was just like, are you calling me chubby? Well, I will not, you know, like, yeah. he was even that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think because of how realistic it was, I think it's possible that James Earl Jones was directed to be very restrained. As Which is a bummer. To, I agree. Because original Mufasa is like, dope. he's the man. Yeah. He's, he's the cool. daddest of dads. He is the daddest of dads. <laughs> And I didn't think I didn't think that Beyonce was bad at voice acting. I liked her. I actually really liked. I mean, I don't know if she was bad, but she was incredibly average. It felt very. Her lines felt forced. Yeah, that was my thing. I don't think it was. I don't think it was bad. It just felt it wasn't great. Something that I thought too, and this is not even really her fault. This is just kind of. So Beyonce is like I'm not going to take the time to look it up, but I know that she's like in her late thirties. And Donald Glover is in like his mid to late thirties, but she just projects so much older than him that like it. I don't think that it was anything that they did wrong. I just don't. There wasn't a ton of chemistry in their voice acting, but I don't think that was really there. I don't know how you get chemistry in voice. They casted acting her either. for her singing voice. Well, you yeah. and up. her name. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. A good voice acting director will record the scenes with the actors, like right. Together. I know, but sometimes they don't, and I don't know. I mean, I and I don't. I don't think that they did poorly together. I just think that she just sounds so. She sounds a lot older and regal, than him. and he sounds like a young man, which he is. So it's not weird that yeah. he sounds like that. But she just also she's just Beyonce, so right. she's like she the kinda, queen. Like right. she sounds like a queen every time uh-huh. she talks. Yeah, and I think. In, it works in some regard, yeah. Like as far as like their characters, it works yeah. for Nala for sure. And then, yeah, and I liked, like I said, I liked Simba. I, I, I loved, Simba. and I was just relieved mostly that he was no longer a child, and that we got to hear David <laughs> Donald Glover. Sorry, um, and We're just yeah. always hating on the child actors. I know, I'm sorry. 
Pursue your dreams. They but, should but, be but, better. But you, There's some really good ones. Right. When you watch Stranger Things, yeah, like yeah. look at season one. We just rewatched it. Well, you did, and I cut parts of it. But it's like these kids can. They got chops. They got yeah. acting chops, like majorly. All five of those kids in the first season. Yeah. Were like, and really good like half actors. of them were on Broadway, and they can sing yeah. too. And mm-hmm. then I don't know. One was in The Lion King. You can definitely do. But I'm. I didn't hate. Wait, really? Young Simba that much? Lucas. As Caleb. you guys. Oh. But. You could definitely do a lot better than that girl from Dumbo. It's like, how do you get the how do you get the part? <laughs> oh we yeah, won't go there. sorry, Tandy Newton's kid. Well, real quick, what did you think of Shahadi Wright Joseph as young Nala? I thought she was good. I thought she was good too. But yeah. yes, she was I don't good. Know who that is. But I also thought her singing she voice. Young Nala. <laughs> I know. So is, that, is this like the only thing she? What did you think of Nala? No, she she voice is acting. also the daughter in the movie Us, Jordan Peele's sophomore. Oh yeah horror film okay. that we saw oh. last time we did a review. Yeah, she was good. She could sing. Yeah, I thought she was pretty good. I yeah, think she's I a liked, good actress, though. So. I liked her. Yeah. So, what I was saying, and this could, we can maybe jump into music now, but... Oh, I No, it's okay. We just went down trails. That's, you know, what it's all about, I suppose. Um, it's a circle of life. Moves, us, moves all. us all. <laughs> um, it's more of a line. Donald Glover was <laughs> so out performed by beyonce especially well maybe in general maybe not outperformed isn't the right word um maybe that wasn't the right word for like their actual acting parts and like dialogue but definitely in the singing yes yes. i know i know i know and i'm not surprised but yeah well it's 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 interesting you just can tell yeah i was thinking that too because I think that Donald Glover has a, has a really good singing yeah, voice, but the way to find out if you're not as good as you think you are is to sing a duet with Beyonce. Yeah, and you're gonna get taken down. A couple yeah, banks. and that's the thing. Like in Akuna Matata, it's like, oh, he sounds great, and then yeah. he sings with her, and they're like, oh, and you're like, oh, he's capable. Yeah, he, he did it. Yeah, he's but she, I mean, she sounded beautiful, like she yeah. always does, and mm-hmm. he sounded good. He sounds good. It's just yeah, it's but like, it's overshadowed. Why was that scene filmed in the day? Can you feel the love tonight? Oh, good. I have point. no idea. <laughs> that really I bothered it was me. Twilight. No, no, it was, no, it was it like was like nude. Bright. Yeah, it was really bright for like the whole song. The whole song. It was I thought, weird. I thought surely the sun is gonna set, and by the end of this, they're gonna <laughs> no, be I didn't even looking over the waterfall at scene night. Of them yeah. like rolling around in the grass as like as the sun's the going star. down. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. And drinking their water and singing. Can you feel the love tonight? Today. Yeah. <laughs> Daytime isn't even romantic it is either. High what the heck? Noon. <laughs> it's blazing. Should we, uh, should we quickly address the elephant graveyard no, in the I room? Keep singing. <laughs> um, I like your joke. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> that was a good joke. Sorry, uh, be prepared. One of the best Disney villain songs in history. Yeah. Be prepared in Lion King 2019. Boring and bad. Gutted. I will uh-huh. say differently because. Oh. Listen, listen, yeah, listen, listen. The movie. No, that's wrong. I okay. kind of agree with that. I was so sad yeah. when that song ended. The yeah. thing is, it's like I was like getting pumped up. Like I was like, kind of like like the poetry in the beginning, and it's like yeah, yeah. If they would have launched into be prepared. To my <laughs> Sorry, that's just the most passionate part of the film for me, listen. and they ruined it. Yeah, because I was like getting in. I'm like, surely they're gonna go with more, and there's gonna be another verse, and it's gonna like be epic. <laughs> But it just like left me wanting more, and then I just got sad. I was like, "Really? This yeah. is how yeah. they're ending it?" It started off cool. I thought it started off really cool. I, I was like, "I like what they're doing with this. I like the different beats mm-hmm. and the different 
I like what's going on here. Yeah. And then it just went. I like the idea of a reimagining, but it was so. It just didn't. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Go I mean, up to where it should have come. The reason why it's so effective in the cartoon is because it it looks like a dictator. Can I say Hitler on your podcast? I don't know. Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's I mean, fascist not, imagery. Yeah, there's fascist imagery. There's Nazi imagery, and that's and terrifying. And goose stepping. Right, because that's one of the most. Uh, horrific and and awful things that has ever happened in the history of this world. <laughs> Bless you. And and Thank so you. to have that imagery in the original is super effective and it makes it really scary. Mm -hmm. And then in this one, the hyenas weren't really participating. I uh, sang along a little bit. A little bit towards the end, but like like. And he, and as you were saying, Chuatel uh, Ajiofer was actually like speaking it at the beginning, which sounds good. But then, like he didn't I thought it was really a cool way to transition. It didn't like crescendo yeah, it where I wanted to. It just, just it like, needed fell to transition flat. right into like. And he didn't really sing it. Yeah, he kind of yeah. spoke it loud. Yeah, like which in the maybe original, he's not a singer, and that's okay. But just can't wait to be king, and be prepared. Are these two incredibly visually stunning? Uh, sequences in the original like yeah. uh, Just Can't Wait to Be King has a weird inverted color palette all the colors are wrong it's crazy and then be prepared there's like green volcanoes shooting yeah. lava yeah. as Scar climbs the highest rock tower that's ever existed yeah. and like hyenas goose step well and around. they're all completely they're all completely in whereas in this one you couldn't really tell where the hyenas I mean, yeah they're could, just like watching him yeah I mean you know because you know the story that they're gonna help him but you couldn't they weren't really super partic they weren't participating very much and it just kind of didn't feel like he had their full loyalty yeah or like yet. control over them which anyway. he didn't and that was like a stylistic change they made to the story was that he was not like their leader before it he showed up and they were ready to eat him and then yeah, he convinced them I've got a plan and you're not going to go hungry whereas in the animated feature film like it seems friends, like yeah kind of. oh yeah he's like oh, we got this and yeah. and they're like yeah of course Scar we're with you yeah um, I have a theory about Be Prepared though okay mm. let's hear it do you guys remember couple years ago, a year or so ago, press started coming out about this movie and there was a rumor that it would not feature Be Prepared. Yes. People freaked out. I didn't know this. Do you think this was hastily added in? I My theory is that they were planning on not doing this song, saw the backlash, and then shot it with the song. Hmm. Huh. See, that's I'm, a good theory. And then they did a half-baked... It kind of makes me wish they whatever. didn't include it. Because, like, mm. Disney villain songs... And this is this is strictly my opinion. I think on the whole, Disney villain songs are the best Disney songs. And part of it is because they're always so over the top and flamboyant. Yeah. You look at songs like Gaston, mm -hmm. Be Prepared, Hellfire. Hellfire. Um I was trying to think of some joke because Mulan doesn't have a villain song, but you know, Sean Yu's ballad. Uh, but <laughs> the ballad of Sean Yeah, Yu. the ballad of Sean Yu. But like the villain songs are always so fun. There's always really cool stuff happening visually. Yeah. They're usually very flamboyant. Yeah. And for this door. to be so restrained. Love is an open door. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. Love is an open door is a villain song. song. It, the villain sings it. Yeah, um, but it, but it was okay. a huge disappointment in this. I thought it was going to be like, ooh, this is interesting and new. Like you said, when he was doing like the poetry, 
but then it went into nothing. It yeah, just that's like the thing, is it, it just built up to just a boring. I know. And dull I was like, song. okay, I can I can get on with more with yeah. this, and then it just didn't deliver. Thanks, it was yeah, it wasn't. So very it was kind of bummer. Yeah, that was a bummer, but I kind of the music in general, I was kind of. Eh. I yeah. thought Akuna Matata was very good. Mm-hmm. Katie Outside, Come to Love Tonight was good. I th- except it, it was, was good, daytime. but it was a little like because it was Beyonce and Donald Glover, and it was like I don't know. I was kind of distracted by like. I mean, I guess that's kind of hard to have anybody do a duet with Beyonce. I think this was the least. Besides <laughs> yeah. Ed Sheeran. This was the least disappointed I think I've been in a Disney remake in the music. I agree. To be honest. Because that's my big complaint what? about all these other ones. What? Aladdin? Yeah, that was my that was the one thing I didn't like about Aladdin is that they changed the songs. I mean, again, I'm all for change. Try your thing. I think the thing that they tried didn't work. In The Lion King, I really liked... I didn't like Be Prepared, but I think every other song I, I was on board with. And I, yeah. liked, I liked these rend- renditions of it. I love that Pumbaa said every time that I farted and he's like wait you're yeah. not gonna stop me yeah, no funny. you disgust me <laughs> I love Billy Eichner. yeah I can't stress enough how good Timon and Pumbaa were they really were they were I, the highlight of the movie yeah I mean halfway through the movie I was sort of like right after Mufasa died I was kind of like I don't know how I feel about this movie and then they came along and really just turned it around it for you yeah. act two best act um what what about um, Beyonce's new the new song that Beyonce sang? Oh, is that called Spirit? I would guess. <laughs> it's fine. I, you know they always have to do this with every freaking movie. That... As far as a trying to get an Oscar song, yeah, it was fine. No, but they always you they always do this, and it's it is so that it's the reason they wrote that freaking song for Lame Is that you mm-hmm. know I hate. You hate it. For the Which movie, one? suddenly, suddenly you're here. That's not. It doesn't even sound like the. Re- okay, I'm not going to talk about it. But the thing is, they do this so that they can enter themselves in for best original song because mm-hmm. you can't with a revival. Obviously, you can't win again for the same songs. Right. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I think I, I, I'm going to give it another listen. It. I think I will really like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested with the again. lyrics. I was a little distracted during that part um, for other. Environmental Goblin reasons. reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes. I want to give it another listen because I think I'll really. I think I might yeah, jam, it was jam to that one. I, I don't it was know. Pretty good song. It just didn't add anything really to the movie. Right. It would have been. It could have been an instrumental in that scene, and I would have had the same feelings mm-hmm. about it. Speaking of instrumentals, I really like that they kept. Uh, a lot of the original score. Yeah. I love the score. The it was just sort of polished up a bit by uh, Hans Zimmer. Well, it had Hans the Hans Zimmer. Zimmer touch for sure. Yeah, but I love that they kept most of it. Mm-hmm. It was because I love. I really like the music and the mm-hmm. thing, so that was a nice. I enjoyed that, like the King of Pride Rock song when he's ascending. Oh, yeah, gives me goosebumps. Can't reiterate enough that it's pretty much the original movie done to look like a National <laughs> Geographic documentary. Yeah. Pretty much. That's the thing is like I'm I enjoyed my I enjoyed it enough. I probably would never watch it again. Like uh, not in the way I would never watch Dumbo. Like dumb I <laughs> I would be mad if somebody else was watching Dumbo. Like if you were watching this again, I would be like, oh okay. But I don't think I would ever seek out this remake. Uh, and I think part of it is that it's really hard not to compare it to the original. Yeah. And The Lion King is one of the best children's movies ever made. Yeah. It's, it's like, true. even today, as far as 2D animation goes, it's still, like, incredible. Yeah. All the music is incredible. Every performance is amazing. 
Yeah. It's great. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. And yeah. this is fine. It was like good effort with some nice bits, but I mean, it's trying to ape a masterpiece. This yeah. actually made me appreciate Dumbo just a little bit more for trying to be different from the original. I will actually, <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll, I'll bump Dumbo up to like a, a 4.1 instead of like a 4.0. Oh, well, how generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. yeah, I'll give it an extra percentage point. What, Dumbo? Yeah. Oh. So, should we give our ratings for this one? Yeah, final final thoughts on The Lion King. Well, I'd probably give it, like, either a 6 or, like, a 6.5. Out of 10? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't... It didn't blow my socks off. It also didn't disappoint me as much as it could have. And some moments were genuinely charming and nice. The opening scene, as Rachel said, the like seeing all the animals in Pride Rock during Circle of Life, that was really majestic and cool. Mm-hmm. It was good. Are we doing out of ten? Is that, sure. Does that work? Yeah, we're changing formats. Yeah, we've always done percentages, them but up, baby. I think if we go to a ten point scale, I'll be way less generous. You can do points though, so it's essentially the same. Yeah. No, because I don't think of a six point five and a sixty five percent being the same thing. That's weird. I, I agree. No, I agree. It's because we're teachers. Yeah. I am also. (laughs) And uh, I just work in I don't agree with you. Well, you're in education. I'm with you on that. I'm going to give it. A 10 point assignment and a 100 point assignment are completely different. Yes. So if a kid kid gets a 60 on a 100 point assignment, that's way different than getting a 6 out of 10. That's just how I'm I agree. And that's just my mind. I'm not saying it's correct. I gave Dumbo, what, like a 70%? I would give it like a 5 out of 10 or 4 out of 10, actually. Yep. But I would give Lion King a 7 out of 10, but I wouldn't give it a 70%. Yeah. I don't know why we're even talking about this. Anyway. I gave I... Dumbo like a 71 or something like that. I would give it probably a 5 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10. I would agree with that. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Same. I, I, I did say that, but I think it got <laughs> covered up. Good, not great. <laughs> no, we got you. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. That's our <laughs> Lion King review. Yeah. Yep. See it That's for it yourself. Was fine. See it for yourself and then go watch the original Lion King and, and be like, be happy. Wow, the original Lion King is so good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I will say just about live actions in general. Like, I was all for them. Um, I was really excited, like, when Beauty and the Beast came out. Uh-huh. And then they did what they did with that. The excitement wanes with um, each new one. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay. It's like and well, I will say, though, that's like, okay, my favorites have now all been, well, ooh, ooh, we have to wait, though, for Little Mermaid with Lynn Monroe. Oh, so we yeah. we don't know what they're going to do with that. Can so, he play the crap, Sebastian? I, mean, I, I This is talk. totally off topic, but I think talk. that he's going to be Sebastian. Because there's all these rumors about all the other characters not a word about Sebastian. Yeah. It's be our boy Lynn. child after him. Yep. So. It's going to be Lynn. Aww. That would be great. Um, so, yeah. It'll be interesting to see his take on So, of course, I have renewed hope, as I do every time. And Mulan um, looks sweet. Mulan we, looks we sweet. We disagree, so, but I think Mulan looks sweet. I haven't seen anything I, about it. I just haven't seen the trailer. Oh, oh dude, we'll you got to watch the trailer. Yeah. We'll watch it after this. It looks cool. So, okay. I guess, from what I've seen so far with live actions, I guess I've been... Pretty disappointed with some of my favorites. Um, there's things that I like about many of them. Yeah. But it's not like I'm, I don't know. No remake has been better than the original in the Disneyverse. Yeah. We, were, we were talking about this before the show. Except about maybe Dumbo. <laughs> Actually, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. We laughed. Yeah, the, but... the original Dumbo. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, Disney fans. The original Dumbo is unwatchable. There, I said it. It's definitely not a favorite of many. Yeah. Yeah, which is why they need to do remakes of the films that are less popular. Yeah. Is my thing. Don't take these classics and try to redo them. Do, yeah. Do Treasure Planet and Atlantis. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Atlant- I loved Atlantis as a kid it's, when I saw yeah. it in theaters and never since then. I, ha- I haven't seen it ever, <laughs> but it's a cult classic. Yeah. So. so, like I said, there's things I love about these live actions, and I do, like, I do get excited to see these in real life. You know, like, oh, what are they going to do with Pride Rock? What are they going to do with, like, the Beast Castle yeah. and stuff like that? And then I see it, I'm usually like, well, okay. Yeah, that was cool. Except they prepared. did that, but, yeah. But like, th- they definitely don't. Oh, but they say, what I was going to say is they, you know, people are like, well, they're making them again for this next generation. I'm like, I kind of don't agree with that. I think they're making it again for Money. our generation. <laughs> so we'll yeah. go and see what yeah. they've done with our favorite they're movies. They're like nostalgia traps, for yeah. sure. Well, and... <laughs> Bless so you. Sorry. And our generation is the directors that are helming these films, probably just going, I want to make The Lion King. Yeah. You know, John Favreau's like, this is my favorite film as a kid. Pay me money and to do this. And yeah. it's probably a dream come true for him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda doing Little Mermaid, we know that that's his favorite yeah. musical of all time. So, of course, he's going to want to redo it. Right. Yeah. He can, so he will. Yeah. And he well. is. The really tricky question to ask yourself, though, is can you even call The Lion King a live-action remake? Considering I am almost certain outside of the B-roll of those two antelopes, all of it was just computer-generated. there were like four antelopes. Okay, but it was almost completely CG. I mean, I think it was completely CG. It is a weird thing to call it a live-action remake. remake. It is weird. But, I mean, I get it. A realistic remake. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. It's always a pleasure thanks to sit down. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Talk, talk Disney films with you. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have anything, <laughs> anything to promote yet? Not yet, but I, I, yet. we're hoping to drop it by the by like like on January 1st of 2020. See, but yeah. we're here's the we'll thing. The last time you were on our show, you told us about a cool project you're working on, and you said, hopefully this summer. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? Well, and the now summer's it's, gotten now away from Now it is this summer. Us. Summer's gotten away Soon. from us a bit. Media analysis. Well, we'll keep you guys posted when Horror Colin and Mare do there. Yeah, we've been doing we've been doing a lot of the research for it. We just have to actually I've got a write Google a script. Drive doc of forty movies we've watched in the past couple and months. Excellent. We'll yeah, talk about everything. We'll talk about movies and TV. So that's not everything, but that's everything. two things. We'll talk about everything. <laughs> We're talking about cave drawings, uh, lithographs. <laughs> Well, we did get a few iTunes reviews actually this week. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank and you guys. So, yeah. Keep those coming and we'll read those here on the show and we'll, we'll do one today and then uh, future episodes we'll read, read some more there. But the first one we got was from Rob who hosts the Jedi Temple Archives podcast and they have a great Star Wars show over there, which Tom from Hyperion Adventures often guests on. So check out his show. But anyway, he says, fun show with passionate Disney-loving hosts. Keenan and Rachel put out a fun, casual podcast focused on various aspects of visiting Walt Disney World, as well as other Disney-related topics. They bring a light and fresh viewpoint and are clearly passionate about their love for Disney. Definitely check out their show and give them a review to show your support. Thank you so much, Rob. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Cool. Well, I think that about wraps us up, right? Why don't we tell people where you can find us and then we'll sign off. All right. You can find us on Instagram at Part of Our World Podcast. 
Twitter, P-O-O-W podcast. We also have a voicemail line that you can call into, um, whether you just want to leave a message, tell us how we're doing, ask us a question, just be ridiculous, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can call us at 614-392-8147. Yeah, and perhaps we should have led with this. All of this stuff can be found on our new website, partofourworld.net. And I think that pretty much wraps up everything we wanted to say. Hope you enjoyed this review of The Lion King as much as we did recording it. And we'll see you real soon. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.